0: Keyshawn J Will and Zubin, the podcast. I just want to clarify because I wasn't here. The key say that to Cam Newton's face. <laughs> I'm Keith, not did you, did you say Jay. that to Cam. I ain't, Cam? I ain't got. I ain't
1: you, Jay. I ain't got no problem telling the dude what I really feel. Well, I got.
0: I tell dudes how I really feel.
1: <laughs> I know
0: you. <laughs> Why do you doing subtle jabs at people, huh, huh, man? Huh, you don't even huh, try oh, to damn. come on this show and bully me. It ain't happening, Key. I ain't bullying you, man. What you talking about, me Come on, and Cam? man? Good morning. Wait, you wasn't. Come on, man. Good morning. You must have lost your mind. Been Jay, on the show that long? You wasn't here when we did the interview with Cam? No, I, that's why. I, that's the first time I heard that.
2: You didn't oh. say that to Cam's face, though.
1: Did you? It's not a matter of saying it to his face. It's a matter of Shay. Okay, so oh, I thought it, you
0: said it to him on so,
1: hold, the interview. Hold, hold, that's hold all on. I was so hold on, Shay and Jay. So we had an interview with Cam Newton, and Cam and I, we have a relationship, and Cam knows that who I am, and I told Cam simply, as on our show, if he played like he played last year, which was horrible, and I understand the circumstances, he should retire based on everything that they've put around him. If he can't deliver, then it ain't nothing else to talk about. He should go and just say, you know what, I I don't have it no more. Yes, and I did tell him on air. I did not tell him off the air. I did not... Tweeted to him. I did not do any of that sort of stuff. It was me and Cam one on one, mano a okay.
0: mano. I know. I, I was just asking that question because I wasn't he there for it. That's
2: kept it all the way one hundred. I wasn't there for it either. I thought you were just referencing that, like saying. No, nah,
0: but but but
1: it, that's the thing about our show, Shay, and that's the thing about Jason and myself and whatever else. We gonna tell you <laughs> what it is we not like the rest of these morning shows that run around here screaming and howling about their teams losing. We have real dialogue and conversations with our guests as well as our guest hosts because that's what we like. We all family. There shouldn't be any hidden agendas. We shouldn't be hiding things from one another. We in this thing together. That's right. That's why That's we're why
2: we going to wake the morning
1: show up, baby.
2: <laughs> all right. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin. Here we go. We're all awake. Shea Cornette here. That's Keyshawn Johnson. He is Jay Williams. Good morning to everyone. I hope you're all awake. Okay. Uh, we, we were talking about Cam Newton, and we're going to stay with the Cam Newton theme here. Um, in terms of who the quarterback is going to be in New England, uh, I guess we're still unsure. Here's Bill Belichick on where he's at in terms of making that decision.
3: Mm. We're going to head to regular season games. Um, have you made a decision on who will start at quarterback in the regular season opener?
4: Yeah, no. We, we still have a lot of decisions to make.
2: Okay, so, but Belichick says he still has a lot of decisions to make, um, but we've got decisions and opinions on who should be the quarterback. Well, Dan Orlowski does, that is. Our ESPN NFL analyst was on with us earlier today, and he had some of us <laughs> a little hot, bothered about what he had to say. Here's Dan Orlowski.
3: It should be Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is the better player right now. I think Mac Jones will be the better player in November. And that's saying a lot because I'm completely aware that Cam has been really good this preseason. I just think Mac's been better. This is not a situation where Cam lost his job. I just believe that Mac went and took it.
2: All right. Mm. Uh, let me just preface by saying when we had Dan on, in every quarterback competition going on, he went with the younger dude. Like it was a theme throughout the entirety of Justin the interview. Bills, he Trey went, Lance, yeah, he went with the younger cat. So that's one. Two, I'm gonna take this first key. I couldn't believe he said this either. Like to me. Cam Newton last year was dealt a raw deal. Like he was dealt a bad hand of cards, like on top of getting COVID being in a first year system in a COVID year, then moving on for the first time without Tom Brady, like Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick having adjusted that him having no weapons whatsoever on the offensive side of the ball. I mean, you could really go on down the list. He's got to be better this year. Why would you sign him to another deal to make him the backup? In my opinion, what do you think Key?
1: you know, Shay, Dan was on with us and I didn't even respond to him. Jay wanted me to respond. I can't I can't listen to Dan. why why would I listen to why me out of everybody getting ready to listen to Dan about a quarterback? I'm not listening to him. Tell me nothing about Mac Jones is gonna be rookie of the year. You know how much stuff I done heard Dan say that I just it go right over my head? <laughs> Mac Jones also was going to San Francisco to at the number two or whatever hell pick they had, uh in San Francisco, they moved all the way up to get Mac Jones. But yet and still, they took Trey Lance. I, I just can't. And I know, and Bill Belichick knows, much like you said, Shay, one of the first things you just said is why would they bring him back to not be the guy? They brought him back along with signing free agents, drafting players to try and build something around him. Mac Jones had a good preseason. Cam Newton had a pretty damn good preseason, too, for the limited amount of time that he had, they already seen enough of him. They know what he is. They needed to see more of Mac Jones to know what he is. But in the end, it's Cam's job to lose. They'll start Cam Newton, and when Cam starts to look like something other than what they anticipate, they'll turn to Mac Jones, which they should at that point in time. But not right now. They don't have him there to be the backup. Bill Belichick doesn't want to play a young quarterback. It just – it's – Throwing it against the wall and hope it sticks, and everybody'll forget about the fact that he said the dude gonna be the MVP. Kay. Everybody forgot that he said he was going to the 49ers, too.
2: <laughs> Can I just say this too? Just saying. Like to add to Key's point and to add to the mm-hmm. fact that I do not think that Matt Jones will be starting in New England. Mm-hmm. Offensive snaps for players in years one through three, young guys in the NFL who have taken offensive snaps in years one through three, the Patriots as a team who starts them fourth to the bottom Mm. of all 32 teams. All that to say, Bill Belichick doesn't like to play young dudes if he doesn't have to. I
0: I just feel that people miss context. Like the, the hot button items are obviously Mac Jones and how he plays in the preseason. But, and Shay, you just were properly able to articulate all the things that Cam went through. But do people forget how good he was playing before? all that stuff happened with COVID? Like
2: before he went to the Patriots? Oh, you mean in, like, games one through three or four? Yeah, Yeah. he
0: was balling out. Mm -hmm. He was balling. So it's – you know, let's also put into context – I know Key always laughs when I say put into context, but I think it's good that you have to paint the entire picture because people like to be extreme, and people are calling Cam a bum. And you're like, well, hold on a second. Look what he's had to face adversity-wise, and now look at the weapons and the pieces that this team now has in place. And if Cam can revert back to the way he was before he had COVID – Seems going to be dangerous.
1: But CJ, look, Mac Jones is the future of the New England Patriots. Yes, is not the future is not today. Everybody, and, and and I understand Cam is polarizing. And when you play, I want to, I want to tell you something so that you understand. And when I'm sure you and Shea understand anyway. But when you like something that reminds you of yourself at that position, you tend to lean that way. That's just the reality of it. That's the reality of it. You hear these ex-quarterbacks always saying, this guy's going to start, this guy's going to be the guy, this guy's going to be the guy. It's like, well, wait a minute, man. That's not That's not what the head coach said. That's not what the offensive coordinator said. They haven't said that until they say it, other than what he's already said, which is Cam Newton's our starter. I don't care that Bill sat there and said, well, we got a lot of things to figure out. Well, we know you got a lot of things to figure out because you got a lot of players that you need to make decisions on. But one decision that you've already made is that quarterback decision. Just based on everything that he's done in the offseason, points toward Cam being the guy, saying that he deserves an opportunity coming back and signing with a full cast of real characters and not some of that stuff he was playing with
0: last year. The thing that really threw me was – When he said, hey, with Mac, I get it. If you want to fight for Mac Jones to be a starter, fight for him. I I understand that. But where it went to a different level, Key, where it went to another notch up is when he said, with Mac Jones, they're slightly not as good as the Buffalo Bills. And I said, well, does that Buffalo Bills are in the Super Bowl conversation? And he's like, yes, with Mac Jones and the Patriots, I'm putting them in the Super Bowl conversation. That's where it's like, Dan, you had me a little bit, and then you kind of lost me.
1: When okay. was the last time a rookie quarterback led a team to a Super Bowl? Was that Dan Marino, if I could think? And how long ago was that? I don't know. Well,
2: I'm I know a rookie sure. quarterback has never won a Super Bowl. I Did, know that for I think for the certain. last time a rookie quarterback has gone to the Super Bowl is Dan Marino. I know a first-year quarterback, I think it was um, uh, Tom Brady, <laughs> who went to the Super Bowl as a first-year, well, no, first not, not a rookie. Yeah, not a rookie. A, a, a
1: several quarterbacks have gone as first-year guys, but as a rookie quarterback to go to the Super Bowl – So. Bill Belichick and Mr. Kraft decided to put all this stuff together in the offseason and then said, hmm, we'll sit tight and wait for Mac Jones to be the starter and we're going to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to wait for him to fall in our lap and we're going to make him the starter and we're going to the Super Bowl.
2: W- Stop, man. To go really quick back to what Jay Will said about what they looked like before Cam had COVID last year and how they started out last season. The Patriots were two and one before Cam missed week four with COVID, if you mm-hmm. remember. Okay? Yeah. And that one loss was a five point loss. It was in Seattle, and Cam was yes. stuffed on the final yep. play of the game yep. on the one yard line. That's and after you know. that, uh, New England lost their next four. And and like basically the wheels fell off and things didn't go well. But can you imagine had they won that game in the last minute against Against Seattle, they would have been three and zero, and then he would have gone out, and we would be having a completely different conversation. The, I feel like at this point, I'm and that is that. what the is The Cam,
1: crazy Cam to think about. situation is polarizing. No matter what anybody says, we saw what Scott Zolak said last week. We understand it. We get it. I do at least. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think if the dude plays the way he's supposed to play, he'll start. And if he plays worse than what he's supposed to play. Mac Jones will start.
2: It's just that simple. I hear you. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin is brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app and use code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars. Up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Woo, Javi Baez is making some people hot. In New York, this is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. And guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That's where we're going to go now. Jeff Passen, our ESPN senior MLB insider, is joining us. Jeff Passen is brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Shop the impressive Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G and Z Flip 3 5G at Samsung.com. All right. Good morning to you. Mr. Passon, so we've been talking a lot about Javi Baez's reaction, essentially, when he got a hit in the game yesterday, which ultimately resulted in a W for the Mets, but a thumbs down to the fan base and trying to send a message. What did you make of that?
4: I almost want to turn this back on Keyshawn and Jay, because I'm genuinely curious if they have the same perspective here that I do, which is that Javi Baez's biggest sin here was saying the quiet part out loud in that decades upon decades of player sentiment has been the same as Javi Baez, which is that fans are completely ridiculous and that they'll turn on you in two seconds and that you just have to wear it because you're playing sports for a living and you get paid really well. The the whole compromise is you don't say it out loud, but you think it. Uh, am I wrong, guys? And that that is how athletes look at fans.
0: No, I, you're not wrong.
1: You're, you're not wrong, but I think depending on what athlete it is, Jeff, it just depends. Like I'm the type of guy when I played, I I heard, I paid attention, and I mm-hmm. never really I never really bothered with it unless they really just got on my nerves to the point where I would say something back, whether it was fans or the media. Other than that, I just let it go. So clearly, Baez felt like he needed to do that gesture to show them how it felt when they just are somewhat disrespectful to them. Just because you pay money, If it's your money. If you want to waste your money and go to a stadium and boo, so be it, because that's essentially what you've done. You know they're not very good right now. They lost 20 some games out of the last 30. And you're probably going to watch a game that is not going to be great even though they won that particular game. You you want to waste your money and boo boo. But Jeff, right here's there. my
0: if fans have the right, Jeff, to say what they want, wouldn't that mean that I as a player should have the right to say what I want? Isn't of it course. that simple? Of course, but it's interesting to
4: see guys the way that the the Mets came out. And, and this I think is directly reflective of what happens when somebody who is a fan first and foremost buys the team. Mm. And there are goods to having Steve Cohen as being owner, and there are detriments. And in this case, the the words that were put out in the statement by Sandy Alderson I thought were, were pretty telling for the Mets' position. Players in the organization are equally frustrated, but fans at Citi Field have every right to express their own disappointment. Booing is every fan's right. Mets fans are loyal, passionate, knowledgeable. This is my favorite part. And more than willing to express themselves. We love them for every one of these qualities. To me, an organization needs to be this wonderful balance between placating fans and recognizing that the people who are bringing the fans out are the players. And I think the Mets are a little bit imbalanced right now. And I think that imbalance comes from the fact that their position organizationally is fan-driven at the moment. And I understand if the fans out there, if a Mets fans listening to this, they're going to say, of course the position is fan-driven. Fans are the lifeblood of the sport. Yeah, they are. But I also think that in order to have players be at their best they need to be comfortable doing what they're doing and while you can say javi bias needs to understand that new york is a different beast a different animal uh, that that they're going to boo him if they want to boo him you need to understand the mindset of the player too and try
0: and placate him as much as you are the fan and see, Jeff, I look at it this way too. If the fans are booing me, and I start booing back, and we start winning games, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Maybe that's actually <laughs> yeah, motivating well, me well, well, to play well, better. Thank you, thank you, thank you for thank you for saying this
4: because you know, like the, the statement comes out yesterday, and it's the Mets pandering to the fans, and that's all well and good. But you know what that is? This is a little one of those little band aids, like a little circle one that you put on like a tiny cut. A little band aid on like a giant festering wound. You know what the, the the stitches are, you know what the surgery is. Win some freaking ball games. Mm-hmm. Fans don't want to be told they have the right to boo, fans want to be given a reason to cheer.
2: <laughs> Interesting stuff. We're talking to Jeff Passon right now, our ESPN senior MLB insider. He's joining us on the Goodyear hotline here in Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin, Shay Cornette filling in for Zubin this morning. Um, Okay, let's go to the Yankees. Let's move across town in New York, shall we? The Yankees, they've been, I mean, red hot. On a win streak, now not so much. But nonetheless, um, they still only scored three runs in two games that they lost to Oakland. So, uh, wins Mm -hmm. and losses here for the Yankees. But do you think at this point they're good enough to have them in the conversation in terms of going to the World Series?
4: Yeah, uh, certainly. And I I think a lot of that, will have to do with their pitching and what it looks like down the stretch. You know, they're getting Corey Kluber back. We know Garrett Cole's a front-of-the-rotation ace-type guy. Um, and at this point, uh, it's it's going to be difficult for the – to me, the, the toughest matchup for the Yankees is going to be that first-round ALDS matchup if they can get out of the wild-card game. And, and I'm not sitting here saying definitively that the Tampa Bay Rays – uh, who not only have, have kept pace with the Yankees but actually increased their lead since the Yankees had that 13-game that winning streak, which is a crazy thing to say. That's how good the Rays have been. Uh, the Yankees right now are six back, and they can make up six games, certainly. But the reality is, Shay, if they don't, they're staring at a wild-card game right now against Chris Sale. Think about that. Yankees, Red Sox, Winner-take-all, one-game playoff, Garrett Cole versus Chris Sale. How freaking great does that sound? It sounds awesome for every you know baseball fan who's not a Yankees or Red Sox fan just in terms of watching the game, but for whichever of those teams wins – Let's remember the division series is five games, and you're only going to be able to bring your ace back for one of those five games. That's the penalty of not winning the division, and so to me, that's where the Yankees are in the most peril. It's not the ALCS; it's actually the division series where they would have Cole only one time.
1: Interesting, Jeff. We, uh, when I say we, I mean the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yeah. We had an opportunity to gain <laughs> some ground on the San Francisco Giants yesterday. We both got blank one five zero one nine zero. Um, but I think we're sitting in pretty good position to still make the playoffs. With that being said, earlier in the year, many people uh, at ESPN that I work with felt like the Padres was going to be our new rival, and the Padres were going to run away with the division. Are they even going to make the playoffs now?
4: Um, no, I don't think so. They're only a game and a half back right now uh, of the Cincinnati Reds for that second wild card spot, but. The Padres have a lot of deficiencies at this point, and, and you wonder: uh, is that clubhouse going to be the type of place that has the strength and the fortitude to weather this really bad stretch that it's been going through? I mean, the fact that they're only seven games over five hundred right now, with the talent that they have. Keith, did you see the sixteen inning game? Did you actually stay up? Probably not.
1: I saw. I That's saw it short. into. I saw it into the. Fourteen, I think. I, th- I think I f- nodded off. All right, 14. all right.
4: That's, that that uh, respect respect to you for that. So you actually saw uh, the first time around where Dave Roberts twice intentionally walked Padres in order to load the bases so they could face the pitcher. Um, yes. That that right there was uh, complete mismanagement by Jace Tengler, the Padres manager, and. Uh, there, there was noticeable and understanding frustration over something like that, where in a game like that, you just cannot find yourself in a position to have depleted your bench to the point where when you get that late in the game, uh, your opponent is able to out-strategize you like that. And that's been happening too much this year, and uh, it, it's one of a score of problems that that team has right now.
1: Jeff Pass and ESPN senior MLB insider joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Uh, Jeff, let me ask you one more question really quick before we let you get out of here. How much did Max Scherzer change the NL West when he joined the Dodgers?
4: Uh, let's just uh, let, let's not just make it Max Scherzer. How about Trey Turner, too? I, I know mean, we always, Trey but Turner. It, for, for
1: whatever reason, we always forget tra- to mention Trey yeah. Turner when he's probably playing the best of the Dodgers right now.
4: I was going to say, you know, hitting leadoff, getting on base, you look at the NL MVP race. Uh, let me just answer your first question. Uh, Max Scherzer changed things a lot, but you look at the NL MVP race right now, and you see Fernando Tatis Jr. in the mix. You see Bryce Harper in the mix. I throw like Trey Turner right in there with them guys. I think you know on a team that has Max Muncy, who's been awesome this year, and Chris Taylor, who's been revelatory and Mookie Betts who if he's healthy is is going to be great and AJ Pollock and I mean I can go on and on and on that's just who the Dodgers are they're an incredibly deep team uh Trey Turner to me has the best chance to win the MVP and uh the impact that he's had since he's gotten there has been phenomenal
2: all right Jeff Passan thank you so much for the insight this morning we really appreciate it I wanted to ask you a a question about the Giants and the Rays but Time has run out. We stayed on the West Coast for too long. You know, it's yes, what happens when T comes back. He's gotta get his Dodgers uh, in
3: there. Uh
4: how about this? Giants and Rays are both awesome. There you go. <laughs> Perfect.
2: <laughs> That's all we needed. Passing, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later, buddy.
0: All right, JP. See you,
2: guys. See ya. So you heard Jeff recap the A's and Yankees on Sunday Night Baseball. The Sunday Night Baseball recap is brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Get ready for the Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G and Z Fold 3 5G. Pre-order now at Samsung.com. Going back to the NFL next, what impact will Dak Prescott have on the NFC East now that he is fully capable of practicing and playing at his full ability? That's after Jay is this from DraftKings.
0: Football is almost here. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. As the season is quickly approaching, DraftKings is your one-stop shop to make it rain all season long. To bring you even closer to the action, DraftKings is giving all new players a free shot at a million dollars during week one. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, Preseason is the perfect time to test your strategy. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use code KJZ. For a limited time, new players can get a free shot at a million dollars during week one. Don't miss out on the action. Enter code KJZ to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code KJZ. Only at DraftKings. The official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility or restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. As a fan, this is amazing. This no, it is the isn't. time of the year.
1: This, this is real. what we talked about. This is real, man. Real. real.
3: Are you ready?
1: This is Scott Van Pelt, and I'm ready. This is Keyshawn Johnson. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are ready. This is Stafford Steve, and I'm ready. This is the Bear,
0: and I'm ready. Football is back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn Jaywell, and Zubin and continues all day right here on ESPN Radio.
2: Well, it should be a really hard offense to defend, right? Like, that's what you would hope for, given all the talent that they have, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Keyshawn J. Willard, Zoom percent presented by Progressive Insurance. Guest joining us on the Goodyear Hotline. My name is Shay Cornette. Him dancing over there, that's Keyshawn Johnson. And the one smiling over here is Jay Williams. Good morning to you all. Thanks for being with us. Uh, let's go to Dallas because Dak Prescott, according to Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy, ready to go. Feeling good? Shoulders Good leg ankle looking good we didn't see Dak prescott in the preseason for a lot of reasons obviously he was limited in terms of throwing because of what is going on with the shoulder but according to jerry jones he says he is quote unquote good to go for the cowboys season opener which is 10 days from today they of course will face the tampa bay buccaneers as the opening to the regular season in the nfl um this is what Jerry Jones and Mike McCarthy had to say. Mike McCarthy said, we lost some opportunities to practice with Dak, but now that he's back, our focus really is that Dak's really focus can be on this next week, and we can possibly get him in between now and the Tampa Bay game. Our focus, though, has now turned to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We understand this. But, guys, what we, what we have seen from Dak is very little in the preseason since his injury. We've seen a little bit in, in hard knocks, obviously. We've seen him throw the football. But in terms of him being fully good to go and ready – does that give you any pause considering who they have week one? And then, of course, him coming off a gruesome injury of his leg and then now also the shoulder. Like, there's a lot of things to factor in here as we creep to week one of the regular season in just 10 days, Key.
1: I, I expect to see some rust, right, Shea? I expect to see some balls, you know, fluttering here and there, maybe a high throw, a little throw late behind a guy until he gets into to, to sink and into rhythm. Um, My biggest worry for Dak Prescott, though, is his mental state about people hovering around his ankle. Uh, That's the only issue. I'm not worried about whether or not he, if he needs to take off and run, if he'll be comfortable doing that. I think he'll be comfortable doing all those things. It's just the initial contact that he'll come across. What's his mindset at that point in time? Because I've only known him to be mentally strong. Um, And so I think he'll be fine. I'm not worried about him at all. Really, I'm not.
2: Jay, what do you think?
0: I'm not really worried about Dak either. I, you know, I go back to Key's point. That lower extremity is something that concerns me a little bit. Um, I am curious how he'll, coming off that, that shoulder issue, you know, is, is there like a throw count that maybe you have him on Snapping, to a certain degree? Yeah, it's not yeah. count, you know, to a certain degree. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm ready, and this is tough for me to say as a Giants fan. Like, I'm ready to see this team hit their potential. Like, I want to see it for Dak, considering we talk about this during the break, Shay. Yeah, yeah. Everything that he's been through has made me a fan of Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. And to see him get the bag like he deserved, mm-hmm. uh, to have all this trade stuff stop talking key. You and I dealt with this where people are like, can Deshaun Watson go to the Cowboys? Is Dak the future? Like, all that, like, ha, done. Like, I just want to see it all come together for him and the Cowboys.
2: Yeah, that makes sense. And look, we saw Jerry Jones when he arrived at training camp get emotional, right? Like you heard the quotes from him essentially saying he would do anything known to man to win a Super Bowl. He could be anywhere in the world, but he's here with this team. Like it means a lot, obviously, to him for a lot of different reasons. But it has been a really long time, like since the 19, I think 1995 was the last time that the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. I mean, this is what it is. It's, It's not just win the division, which, by the way, the NFC East has been. The worst of all the divisions in the last two seasons. It's not just make the playoffs at this point. It's contend to be in a Super Bowl. Well, that really relies on your quarterback, and if he is fully healthy, and that is what all eyes are going to look to. Now, can we talk about hey, that receiving core can't drop the ball this year. Hey, uh, Ezekiel Elliott can't fumble the football this year. That defense needs to take leaps and bound steps of where they were last year, and so we'll all be looking at Dan Quinn and if he can turn this around. Of course, but like. Is Dak Prescott now the future that we have all pegged him to be? And I think you're right, Jay. Like, when he got hurt, I mean, if you have a pulse, you you felt bad for Dak Prescott when he got hurt. Him getting, crying, getting carted off the field. Obviously, that made us all feel something. Well, I don't care if you root for the Giants yeah. or not. But now, yeah. can he be fully healthy and take them over that next step? That's the question.
1: You know, you you felt bad for him. And one of the reasons I felt bad for him, not necessarily the injury. I didn't know how, how the money thing would shake mm-hmm. out for him on the other side because he was fighting the contract extension situation and he bet on himself at that point in time. So you really didn't know what would take place. You know, you talk about Shay, you 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 talk about championship and all of those sort of things. Thirty two quarterbacks in the National Football League that start on opening day. Thirty two starting quarterbacks don't finish the season. Mm-hmm There's always a team or two that has a backup that can hold things together until that starter comes back. We see it every single year. Starting quarterbacks miss time. Who do they have as their damn backup? That's what I want to know. Who is the second guy that can hold it together just in case something goes wrong in a week or two or three or four that can kind of be 500 until they get their guy back. That's what the Dallas Cowboys need to turn their attention to next.
2: And that's kind of what you said earlier, Jay. Like, uh, if I'm the Cowboys, like, aren't we looking towards insurance somewhere? Like, when we saw Gardner mm-hmm. and Minshew obviously leave Jacksonville and go to Philly, like you pointed out earlier, like, hello, maybe we should have been making the phone call if I'm Dallas because – hey, if you're coming off two injuries and you have been injury prone at least for the last 365, maybe we should have a little bit of insurance there. Okay, I pointed out that the Cowboys hadn't won a Super Bowl since 1995. From 1996 till today, till today as we sit here on Monday, they have only four playoff wins. 22 franchises out of 32 have more playoff wins throughout that stretch. It's been a while since they've been parentally good. Like, it's time, and you're right, Jay, like, where I think people want to see them live up to their potential. All right, coming up next, we're going to play a game of caller roulette. You know how it goes. Give us a ring. Get in line. And we'll get to you next. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. That's after Jay is this from Dr. Pepper.
0: College football fans, after an offseason that felt a little more off than usual, Fansville and Dr. Pepper invite you to celebrate because college football is back, baby, and so are the fans. Yes, It's the most wonderful time of the year again, the season of Saturdays when rivalries run deep and nacho cheese dips run even deeper. So crack open an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, warm up your cornhole-tossing arm, and return to glory with an all-new season of Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. It's time for Call a Roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear
1: any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point, and ask the question. 888
3: 729 888-SAY-ESPN. And don't mess it up. Don't
1: mess it up.
0: Especially you, Line 5.
3: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had,
2: We're going to play a game of Caller Roulette. This is Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin Shea Cornett here with the guys this morning. If you want to play along, feel free to give us a call. The Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN. It's 888-729-3776. Let's spin the wheel.
0: Spin, spin, spin.
2: Line one, what say you on this Monday morning?
0: Good
4: morning, y'all. Scott in Indianapolis. The Colts will tell you that they've got the best strength, conditioning, and medical staff in the league. And yet, if you look at their injuries over the last five years, the evidence will show they do not.
2: Okay, um, that is a good point. They've had a lot of issues. And this weekend, they increase even more. No T.Y. Hilton now. Um, He's still being evaluated for a neck and back injury. They also lost Sam Ellinger, their backup quarterback. So now it's Jacob Eason. You don't know what's going on in terms of when Carson Wentz is going to come back. Uh, And so Quentin Nelson is out with the same injury. It's not going well for the Colts.
1: I know, Shay, but I don't look at yeah. I don't look at team strength and conditioning and medical staff and say whether they're good or bad, judging exactly. based on somebody getting injured. I judge them based on recovery. When you talk about the Dallas Cowboys, which I think Jim Mauer and Brett and, and, and Greg are the top in the NFL, but it's not people getting injured on the field, it's the recovery. How fast are these guys coming back and are they getting re injured? That's how I judge.
2: Yeah, agree, Jay. Okay, let's mm-hmm. spin the wheel. Line two. What you got?
0: Try to get as many callers in as possible.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, now I'm going to yes, say line Jay. two. Sorry. Go ahead, line two. <laughs> hey, how you doing? It's Elliot from New Jersey.
4: What's I up, just Elliot? I want
2: to say I woke
4: up this I woke up this morning and I said, <laughs> "Oh
0: what, uh, no, uh, uh, what
4: happened? You broke up uh, you, bad what happened?" area,
2: uh,
0: Elliot? <sighs> Oh, oh, no. You're from Jersey. What happened? All right, let's That's go to line three. He's
2: from Jersey. Line don't, three. Don't,
0: don't do that to my state. Don't do that to my state, Key.
2: Key is coming with the fire this He's morning. He's so formatted for this morning. <laughs> line three. Very formatted.
4: <laughs> good morning. I'm Lee in North Carolina. Hi, Lee. What's up, Lee. Hi, Lee. Hey, I got to ask. With all the hype going on about the Patriots, is it hype, or are they going to be as good as they look? And really, who is going to be the starting
1: quarterback?
0: I mean, I think Key and I both have made the opinion that that's going to be Cam Newton. Dan Orlovsky believes it's going to be Mac Jones. But look, I, I do believe that this team being retooled. I mean, they'll be able to compete. They, they should get to the playoffs. Key? In agreement, Key. Key? Yeah, no. Let's get to playoffs.
1: I think they're a playoff contending team. Yes. I think they could contend for the division. If you look at last year, first couple games, they were two and one. They were a five yard touchdown away from being three and zero. Oh. And, and things just kind of went south on them. They retooled the system. They retooled the offense. They retooled the defense. And so now you got to believe that they're going to be able to compete in the AFC.
2: Yeah, you got to believe that. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Good morning Jeez. to line three. Line four. Just kidding. Jay
1: Will, is Duke
4: Basketball back? Hey, um,. Nathan Greenville, South Carolina. Hi Does every single team in the NFC West make the playoffs?
2: Does every single oh. team in the NFC West make the playoffs? Okay, that's actually a very interesting question. One, is that possible? Go high. Yeah. And yeah, it two- is it's
0: possible. Go ahead, Key. Go high. Get high. I know and Key, you're two- high on the Cardinals.
2: This is a question I need answered as well, Key.
1: Yeah, no, it, it's possible, but it, it means that they, each one of them have to have one loss within the division, but it's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: I know, Key. You're very high on the Cardinals.
1: Jay, will you stop the Cardinal? You, see, now I'm gonna send you back on vacation. You getting ready you to be the next send one going me back anywhere. on vacation? <laughs> you keep messing with me. It, yeah,
0: okay. Spin, keep messing with the bull.
2: Spin the wheel. <laughs> mess
1: around, find yourself. Hey, wait, Jay. Will at? Oh, he in the Bahamas for how long?
0: Oh, he wow. up there for another. All right, that's oh, yeah, Get that nice house in line, the Bahamas.
2: Line six.
3: Yeah, hi, this is Dan from PA. Uh, Keyshawn, man, I miss you in the league. You're always one of my favorite players. Uh, Going back to a show last week, Paul Feinbaum was on. He said about how he would fire Jim Harbaugh before the season started. Uh, I realize he hasn't lived up to his hype, but who else would they put in his voice?
2: Okay, I feel like this has been the conversation around Michigan Jim, football. Jim
1: Harbaugh at Michigan,
2: yeah. And, and so Paul Feinbaum said last week that they should fire uh, Jim Harbaugh because he hasn't lived up to expectations there at Michigan, and I think that's pretty obvious. Given they should
1: have fired him, there's no question about it. They but should Who do you, fired you replace right him right
2: now. with? Right. So who do you replace do you- him with? And I think that's probably part of the reason that you know. I mean, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure there's somebody out there that would love to be a Michigan man or whatever they like to call it up in the up north. Of, I'm sure. I'm sure they can get somebody to to take that job. But, you know, they signed him to an extension. He's there again this year. Let's see what it is. Let's
2: see what it is. Spin the wheel. One more. Here we go. Good morning to line five.
4: Good morning, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Dennis from Delaware. You know the Dolphins are my team. There's a lot of trade talk. Heating up with Deshaun Watson again for Tua. Tua had a decent preseason, but still, I feel the same way that uh, Keyshawn does. He's not the long-term answer, and I would love to bring Deshaun to South Florida, especially if they lose the first two games to New England and Buffalo. Come on, Key, what do you think? Make the deal or what?
1: Well, the only problem is you don't know what the off-the-field issues are going to be, what the suspension is going to be handed down, all the different things that's going on with the investigation. Outside of that, yeah, I mean, of course, you take Desha- Deshaun Watson. If he's eligible to play, he's a top four quarterback in the league, maybe top three. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson. Who am I missing? I mean, that's Tom pretty Brady. Much, I mean, yeah, but you Brady has got like an island on his own. Though he's kind of an old man that's just hanging around and winning games. So I wouldn't. Rodgers. Yeah, you know, I said Rodgers. <laughs> I said Rodgers, <laughs> Mahomes, and Deshaun.
2: And Josh Allen. Maybe. See, I don't
1: even put I don't put Josh Allen in with those three just yet. All right.
0: I definitely think they're gonna start 0-2, though.
2: You think the Dolphins are gonna start 0-2? Mm-hmm. The
1: problem, the problem though, Jay, is we can't go get him. And I say we, I mean like if I'm a Dolphins front office guy, because it's so much going. You gotta figure out what that, what, like, what's gonna but that, happen. Yeah. Like, I need to have some sort of clarity just enough to make me say, you know what? Okay, I'll pull the trigger. Okay, because yeah. if he's gonna miss six games, okay, I can live with that. But if he's going to miss the whole season or something like that, you can't live with it.
2: I, they drafted two was so high. And I feel like you haven't even gotten to see him, though, live up to his potential. Like, last year he had Ryan Fitzpatrick every second to turn to. Like, he didn't even have to overcome adversity. But I remember Shay. that Dolphins game against the Broncos, but and Shay. he wasn't playing well. And they're like, no problem. Here we go. Here's Ryan Fitzpatrick. And they lead him to a W. Like, let him overcome some things and figure but it Shay. out.
1: I never thought him coming out when he came out of school at Alabama, I just never thought that he was like that. I mean, he's a good college quarterback, but I never thought he was one that was getting ready to take the NFL by storm. Justin Herbert, on the other hand, I've always had him ranked number one. When they came out, I said he's the number one quarterback in college football. He should be the number one quarterback off the board. He slid to the Chargers. Now you look at it and you go, wow, this dude potentially can be something special, maybe a gold jacket guy. I don't see Tua – In that fashion. I know a lot of people like Tua because they like his personality. He won big at Alabama. I get it. But I just never, ever saw him as that guy like that.
2: But then why did they take him so high? Why did the Dolphins take him so high? Because then you would assume he's the future. Why
1: did Jay? Why did the Arizona Cardinals hire Cliff King? Yeah.
0: You do fit. People just do things. You do fit. They, I, 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 I want I want to win. I mean, but we're going to see in these first two games, and those are those are two massive games for the Dolphins.
1: And I feel why, like we why seen... is it that Jay doesn't like me? Why is what? it that our show? Why is it that our show is sleepy? I,
0: sleepy is Jay.
2: We were we were going to end Mishan, on such a high Mishan. note for the Mishan, three of us, Mishan, and, and then we're Got
0: to pass the mic sometimes, Key. Pass
1: the mic. I hog it up too all much. Right,
2: it's this all about me. Same Mishan. crew is back together tomorrow to for this Keyshawn show. Johnson and Jay Bring Williams. I am Jay Cornett. Thank you all for being with us on this very chaotic morning. It's great to be all back together again. We will see you tomorrow, same place, same time on KJZ. I Have a good day, everyone. I
3: can't.